Welcome to Blood Moon Milk, the astrology show that comes out every new and full moon to help guide you on your mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation journey. I'm your host, Aurora, and this episode is all about the full moon in Taurus that occurs on November 19th at 3.57 a.m. Eastern Time. The Celtics thought of this full moon as the reed moon, while the Native Americans thought of this moon as the beaver moon. The thing that ties all these energies together for me is the proximity to water, which indeed we are full on in Scorpio season, and that means we're in the midst of the most intense water energy of the zodiac year. Even though this full moon is in Taurus, it is still set to be intense. It is a doozy by the looks of the astrology surrounding it. But before we get into all that astrological goodness, I just have a couple of announcements I'd like to make. And as the year is winding down, with all of that in mind, the holidays are upon us. I have gift cards available for those who'd like to give the gift of astrology. You can. You can give an astrotherapy session, a subscription to the Daily Dose email newsletter, or a couple session, or just a natal chart reading. I'm also doing a pop-up event on the winter solstice in collaboration with Fossil and Hyde Jewelry. And during the event, I'll be offering mini sessions. So if you are in the Atlanta area and you're interested in a mini reading, you can book one in advance to secure your spot for a winter solstice reading. All winter solstice readings will come with a crystal prescription to help help you make the most of the energy coming our way during the new year. Speaking of the new year, I am doing a virtual workshop on January 2nd, where I will be going over all of the major aspects of the year uh, 2022 to give you a heads up on the energetic trends that will be coming our way before they get here. So if you're interested in any of that, reach out to me on Instagram, email me at aurora at bloodmoonmilk.com and uh, head over to the website bloodmoonmilk.com. Of course, if you head over to the website and you're looking at the page for this episode, I will have links to everything I just mentioned there as well. So let's talk about this full moon in Taurus. Well, first let's refresh our memories and just kind of update in our minds what it is that Taurus energy is all about. So we know that Taurus is the first earth sign of the zodiac, and it's the fixed earth sign. Being fixed gives Taurus a stubborn quality, so don't ever try to so don't ever try to convince a Taurus to do anything that isn't their idea. They'll just dig in their heels. And as an earth sign, Taurus has dense energy, and this can have a hard time being spontaneous or trying something new. However, it's very reliable. Because of this dense energy, Taurus can easily become stuck in a rut if they're not careful to get out of their comfort zone every once in a while. It's possible that they may express an unhealthy desire for stuff, or perhaps tend to hang on to physical objects longer than they need them, or perhaps that they simply take up 
too much space because those objects, like their collection of objects rather, takes up too much space because when they hold or touch the object, it can instantly connect them emotionally, energetically with the time and place they got it. They have a very strong attachment to those physical objects. They connect with dense materialistic objects, which can also lead to problems being quote unquote materialistic. Now they are, um, this can be not such a bad thing. Tauruses typically have excellent taste, um, but this needs to be something that is measured out in small doses because too much of a good thing can lead to houses full of stuff, cluttered energy fields where people feel trapped, and quite literally people can feel like they are suffocating under the physical and emotional baggage of all this stuff. Taurus is ruled by the planet Venus, who is currently transiting Capricorn for close to the next five months because she'll be going retrograde during her visit to said Capricorn. This will lead to her being a Capricorn longer than usual and can lead to exciting financial developments for Earth signs during this full moon. So heads up for that. There's more to Venus retrograde and it's something I'll definitely be talking about in future episodes as well, but it's gonna be with us right now. She's currently direct, so there's no issues regarding her at the moment. However, I would avoid any cosmetics procedures, um, drastic purse like uh, changes to your wardrobe or your hair, um, or making any commitments either financially or to romantic partners while Venus is in retrograde. So she's not retrograde now and she won't be during this full moon. So as far as she's concerned and all those things, that's fine for now but she will be retrograde in December going into January. So just get all that stuff out of the way now um, and avoid getting engaged around the holidays this year. It would be better to wait until Valentine's Day if that's something that you have on your agenda. Just a heads up, it'll be better to wait. Um, back to Taurus energy. Taurus is a very physically active sign and they're capable of great endurance. I suggest Tauruses who might find themselves stuck in a rut uh, that they spend some time in nature. And this could be from anything from just taking a walk in a park or in a national forest or in a, your garden, um, getting your hands in some soil. Anything like that will help to ground and settle Taurus energy. John James Audubon was a great painter and naturalist who was known for cataloging the birds of North America. And it, like, if you haven't heard of him or seen his work, you should Google him, check him out. Um, he had one of the most expensive books ever sold when it went under the hammer at Christie's that sold for an astounding $11,542,683 back in 2010. It's probably even more valuable now. Um, but it took him years and incredible endurance and plodding 
and that's plotting with a D, like this one foot in front of the other, slow and steady wins the race kind of mentality that Taurus has that gives them a very practical approach to things. Um, and that's where Taurus energy is very successful. Um, it's calculating, it understands processes, but it's slow to make progress. So if that's how you feel, just let, know that it is okay. If you are a Taurus listening to this and you're saying, oh my gosh, that's me, I hear you. Um, <laughs> my dad is a Taurus and it's wonderful energy when it is being expressed at its highest vibrational levels, all energies are. Um, Taurus can be one of the most gracious, fun hosts in the zodiac, um, but when they get a little stuck, they can it can be one of the most difficult of signs to get out of that rut. So just go spend some time in nature if you're feeling a little stuck in the ruts. All right, so let's look at the astrology for this new or let's look at the astrology for this full moon i am of course based in atlanta georgia so the full moon chart is calculated based on my location which means that the full moon occurs at 3:57 a.m on friday morning but the intensity will be building throughout the week so this likely means that we'll be feeling this energy a good deal the day before on Thursday and in Thursday evening into those early Friday morning hours. That being said, be careful on Thursday. Like if you have friends or plans with friends uh, Thursday evening to get drinks or go out or something like that, um, it might actually be better to, you know, just play it safe or, if you know, don't drink too much. Um, if you do get a ride, that kind of thing, just be very careful. Um, it might actually be better to stay home during this full moon and I'll tell you why. So this is likely to be a rather difficult full moon thanks to the large number of oppositions occurring during this full moon, but also because of the proximity to the moon's nodal axis. And the lunar nodes are invisible points that have to do with the perigee and apogee of where the moon uh, rotates around the earth the furthest and closest distances, and they do change short of, sort of year to year. And um, the nodes have to do with where the eclipses are occurring. And right now, um, the eclipses have been on the Gemini Sagittarius axis. So it's like a, a pole that kind of stretches through the signs of the zodiac on one end. Right now, the uh, north node is in Gemini and the south node is in Sagittarius. Um, and it's getting ready to switch into Taurus and Scorpio. It'll enter into 30 degrees Taurus and Scorpio shortly. Um, and this is an eclipse, it's an out of phase eclipse. So not only is this a full moon with a lot of oppositions going on, but this is an out of phase partial lunar eclipse. And whenever we have lunar eclipses, they act like portals. They act like destiny doors opening. And if you have signs, personal planets within 
10 degrees of, I would say 27 degrees Taurus to one degree of Gemini or 27 degrees Scorpio, one degree Sag. If you have anything within 10 degrees of those numbers, um, you could be in for um, a bit of a wake up call during this full moon. So just heads up, be aware. Um, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, just really keep your wits about you if you tend to or have plans to go out that evening. Uh, and this would be the evening of Thursday evening, just prior to this full moon occurring. So um, this is a recipe for big drama. Full moon eclipses tend to bring about dramatic endings. So this could affect you again, if you have any per personal planets in the spectrum that I mentioned earlier, um, check your astrology chart to see if this could be triggering any of your personal planets, but also look at which houses they fall into to see at what point in, their, in your chart they might be affecting you. So this partial lunar eclipse is also square to Jupiter and trine to Pluto. Two aspects which are with two massively powerful planets. Jupiter in the mix likes to blow everything out of proportion and Pluto is here to transform the way we think about control and power while he is in the sign of Capricorn. Jupiter is in the sign of Aquarius and he's very forward thinking and jubilant wherever he goes, but he does like to make things big. So if there's going to be drama and he is in a direct square with the drama, oh, it's going to be some big drama. So just heads up. Just know it's coming. I really think there is a power shift afoot during this full moon, and it could be rather dramatic because of all these earmarks of transformation. I think it would be sudden too. Jupiter, remember, is in Aquarius, who's ruled by Uranus, who is in the sign of Taurus. So all of these things speak to me saying, I think whatever happens could be very quick. It could be like lightning. Uranus is the planet that is erratic and the most changeable in nature. It's also the pl planet of genius and sudden insight. So it could be that suddenly, you know, there is this light bulb that goes off for you personally where things just click and you understand why things haven't been working for you in a certain area of your life and you just simply have to change. And that could be a good thing. Change isn't necessarily bad, <clears throat> but I know all the Tauruses out there listening, and I know you're out there listening, Tauruses, because you love, you love it when people talk about you. Don't we all, though? I mean, a little bit. Mercury, currently in Scorpio, will square Jupiter, possibly creating an overabundance of ideas and consequently making us sort of scatterbrained and overwhelmed by the possibilities. However, it is a good time for brainstorming and writing things down to be used at a later date. Don't try to force things now. This 
is energy that's apt to overpromise and bite off more than it can chew. And you would be likely to be disappointed afterwards because of a lack of follow through. So the moral here is to beware of people promising the moon during this full moon because you'll likely you'll be more likely to end up with less than stardust because they'll be so busy attending to their many other obligations they already have. Venus, as I mentioned earlier in Capricorn, is in a perfect trine to Uranus and Taurus during this full moon. And this is interesting energy. There could be unexpected financial windfalls, especially where your social circle is concerned. Venus falls in the third house of this chart for this full moon. So if you have been out of work or trying to figure things out for your finances, it could be a good time to ask your friends for help finding that new job, for example, or simply for an investment idea as both Capricorn and Taurus are big money, big power signs. So be on the lookout for an increase in money. It could be a quick windfall or a raise or a gift. Whatever it is, it will be swift and likely to be um, generous, I would expect, with those signs at play. And remember, this is um, a full moon. And I like to say and think that these things could happen to us. It's like a bell curve either 10 days before or after this full moon, but generally it's pretty close to, sometimes it's even on the day or moment, but it's very rare for it to be 10 days away. But if you are looking at somebody's chart, you can see it. Um, Venus is also sextile to her lover Mars, who is in Scorpio during this full moon. So you will have the ability to charm those who you choose to spend your time with. Mars is in the Mars is the ancient ruler of Scorpio. So this is pleasant energy and coming into Venus who helps to soothe his nerves and can otherwise kind of get riled up while he's in Scorpio and be very intense and uh, warrior-like indeed. But generally speaking, this is a nice aspect. But Friday evening will be a better time for understanding than the early morning on Friday. So just a heads up if that's something, if you need to talk to your partner about something or you have a, a business decision you need to make, um, discussions for that kind of thing might actually be better Friday evening and afternoon than they would be first thing in the morning, just so you know. So with all this change in mind, how can we use this energy for mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation? Well, first of all, the chakra ruled by Taurus is the throat chakra. So focus your meditation on sending loving energy to your throat. But since we're also in Scorpio season, send some loving energy to your sacral chakra as well. And perhaps think about blending these two energies together and expressing your sensuality verbally. This could be through singing or simply verbalizing what it is that you want in the bedroom. This is in and of itself 
This in and of itself can be transformational, especially if you've been afraid of asking for what you want. So my Taurus full moon crystal prescription is this. Normally, I might suggest working with malachite, but on this very volatile full moon, I'm warning against it with an asterisk. Work with it if you dare. It is amazing, but it will bring up all of the shit. And like a trial by fire will burn away the things that you are hanging on to and that are, it's just taking up valuable emotional real estate. So that's one very brave and radical stone to where it will help change your life, but it's not always pleasant the way that it works. So I would suggest only wearing this if you are looking for radical profound change and letting go of baggage, friendships, relationships that are no longer serving you and you're ready to cut those cords. It's very helpful for that. But if you're looking for something a little bit more, you know, easy, um, I suggest working with pyrite this full moon. It brings a sense of joyful abundance and it can spur our imaginations. Um, it also helps to reflect the energy of gold, which in turn helps increase material wealth, which is already highly possible during this full moon. Pyrite is most closely associated with the solar plexus chakra, which frankly, I mean, all the chakras talk to each other, but this can help bring balance to relationships and our own personal sense of power. So focusing on the throat, because that's Taurus, and the sacral chakra and the uh, solar plexus chakra will all be very strong during this full moon, but always we want to be balanced in our energy fields and how we feel in the world. If any one thing is overactive or underactive, it's going to throw everything out of whack. So um, just know that this full moon presents us an opportunity to give each of those chakras a little love and just focus on bringing them into balance and harmony. So let's ask ourselves some questions for mindfulness during our meditation to help us manifest that lovely life we all want for ourselves. First of all, what is it that I'm holding on to? And why have I been holding on so tightly? Sit with that for a minute and really let it, you know, resonate. And then what is it that I can let go of safely? What will, it f what will feel good to set it down and to never have to deal with it and look at it again? How is my fear of letting go holding me back? These could be things such as thoughts, beliefs, like you're not good enough, like you'll never have enough, you know, resources or time. Think about the things that you say to yourself over and over and over again on a daily basis that might not be serving your best interests that you can really let go of. The idea that you don't have enough time, we all have the same amount of time. 
It's just what you prioritize to spend your time doing. Then ask yourself, have I been using my voice thoughtfully? Have I spoken up when I have felt called to? Or have I stood in the corner and watched as things have happened that I don't agree with, that I could have stopped maybe if I said something? We all have a voice and we all have power when we use it. It's when we don't use it that we give our power away. Ask yourself if you might have been overly self-indulgent recently. This could be anything from spending too much money or eating too much food or being frivolous with our time and energy. And lastly, ask yourself, have I perhaps been overly obsessed with money or status? So of course money is important and status can be too, but this obsession, this drive to fake it till you make it or to pretend to be something we're not does not serve your authentic highest self. It simply disguises your beauty from the world. And that's something worth letting go of because when you let go of that disguise, people can start to see the real you and your real, true, most profound path can unfold before you. Well, I wish you all the very best of full moons. Uh, happy solar return to all of the Scorpio babies out there. And if you are interested in a solar return reading, please get in touch. I would love to look at your chart and help you manifest your highest, best life in the coming months and years. That's it for this episode of Blood Moon Milk. I'm your host, Aurora, and I will see you next time. And hopefully I'll see you at uh, the pop-up on winter solstice. All right, till then, thank you for listening.